0: Blog Talk Radio Hi, I just unmuted this. Hello. Okay. What what is love? Let us all join together and breathe deeply. This may be a little bit of awkward today because I am struggling to get my own peace back, so let us breathe deeply and together join our breath with the breath of God. Taking in three deep breaths. together, breathing deeply as though you're breathing from your feet, taking in long deep breaths as you're joining your breath with the breath of God, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in. Breathing out. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see him by my side. In ease and well-being, I behold only God. Like a candle, I melted. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I behold only God. Welcome to UROK Okay with Blog Talk Radio. This is Mara, and I'm hoping that Brian will call back in. We've been having some connection problems last week and this week, and so I will attempt to call Brian. Uh, I have that ability here. Unfortunately, in doing that, I have to place the call to him While at the same time as I'm talking to you, and so it makes it a little bit difficult here. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Be Still Thy Soul and ask you today to listen to the words to Be Still Thy Soul as we attempt to connect with Brian and get this show going the way it's meant to be. Today's topic is, if God is everything, then why am I fighting what is so much? And I think there is no better statement than what we're going through right now and what I went through last week. I had my peace when this program started and now here I am wondering what is going on here. And I'll be frank with you, I'm asking myself, is this what... What is best for me? What is best for all of you? For me to continue this show, I've been doing it for three years, nearly just about. I think. And so I'm now going to try to call Brian. Actually, I did multitask, and let's see. Your call has do. been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Nine five well, one seven three three six so three one please. nine. Okay, it's not is. available. Let me call it. There we go. Good morning, Brian. Are you there? Brian?
1: I am I'm here, Ma.
0: Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Today's topic is, if God is everything, then why am I fighting what is so much? <laughs> and I last heard, week, I... Pardon me?
1: I said I heard... I was, I was listening to you okay, mention what good. the name of the going to be
0: yeah last week i had i couldn't get in to the show this week i'm not in the host uh, area actually there is a a gracious person from uh blog talk radio who's gotten into the show so that we can you and i can talk i can still manage the screen which is good and um it's it's all rather odd it, it i i you know i'm i'm As I was starting to say, it's making me wonder if if this is what I should be doing on Saturday mornings at 8:30 or Monday Sunday mornings at 8:30. Uh, The last few weeks, my dad has been ill. Um, I've been spending time with my mom, and uh, so we have not had a show, listeners. And for that, our listeners are probably weighing down to zero or one. And I, but we have a lot of archives leaving. Well a lot. We're not thousands of people here. But today we're going to do it. We're going to talk. And uh, I welcome you. And Brian, I welcome you. And if you would like to um, begin your part of the show, I will play um, Anata's Heaven, so we have a little peaceful music as I'm breathing while uh, you are reading your passage to us. And then we'll just keep going with that for a while.
1: Wonderful. So as I read these words, when I read them, I have them memorized. Let us really hear what the words are saying and what they really, really mean. Because there are many of us out there now, including myself, who are experiencing things that we could say are chaotic and stressful. But to allow ourselves to become stressed, to be feeling like we're drowning, is what we're doing to ourselves. No situation or circumstance, whatever the situation might be, can cause us to lose our peace unless we choose to give it away or to give our attention elsewhere. Because our peace is within us always. I am currently, right now, homeless. I slept in my car last night. That can be a stressful thing. But my peace will never leave me. And I have the opportunity to connect with my peace. At all times including now and always. So these words are simply and they can be said in any situation, in any circumstance. And when meant, we can join with them and experience the beauty and harmony of these words and the experience that comes from them. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Christ who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. What do these words mean? Simply put, from the mind that knows of chaos, From the mind that sees things that's stressful and experiences stress from that frame of mind is going to produce only stress. But choosing consciously to give up that frame of mind and to choose to connect with the frame of mind, God's mind, which knows of only peace will bring us, bring our own minds into a peaceful state. Because stress, worry, concern all comes from seeing something in a particular way and declaring that what you are seeing and experiencing is chaotic and stressful and should be worried about. But if your frame of mind was simply that everything is all right, everything is as it should be. And although in my experience right now, I might not be seeing it, but I know ultimately everything would turn out well. But from a frame of mind that sees things as being a problem, as not going the way that they should. We can we can cause ourselves to give up, or try harder, and look in the wrong direction by trying too hard. When the answer, when the guidance, is being offered us in every moment, but can only be heard from deep, deep inside, the God within, the angels all around us. These are the voices that would lead us and take us where we truly desire to be. And as we learn to get out of the way of our own selves, if you will, because this guidance, this divine mind, is our own. You could say, it is us leading ourselves back to us. I wanted to say it's the blind leading the blind, but that's not it. Because the higher self is not blind. But I say it in that way, and it came to me in that way, because we are ourselves already divine, perfect, whole, and complete. But we're blinding ourselves from that wholeness and perfection and leading ourselves blindly through life. And life is eternal. Hear these words well. Life is eternal, ever-ending. And we will experience this thing called life in many different forms for eternity. And it doesn't matter what form you are experiencing life as, whether it's a tree an animal, an insect, or a human being. It's all life just the same. Experiencing life forever. But how we're experiencing life right here and right now is what matters. And you have two options in every moment. To experience your life peacefully or chaotically. And the way you experience your life. It's completely up to you. No one causes you to experience it in any particular way. You have complete control over how you are experiencing your life, not what you're experiencing in your life. That I guarantee you, you have very little control over, no matter how much control you think you have as an ego self. But the way you are experiencing it is completely and entirely up to you. And as you learn to go into your peace, no matter where you are, no matter when, the more you do it, even if you don't do it perfectly at first, because you will not do it perfectly at first, because your mind is so used to looking at things chaotically. And we have all built a strong habit to see things and experience the worry and stress that comes from it. But as we hold in the back of our minds the remembrance that there's another way to see and experience this, and we choose to touch that space in our minds, even for a brief moment, the more we do that, the longer we'll hold that space, if you will, and the easier it will remember, it will be to remember to connect back to that space. And we'll start to build a peaceful habit until peace overrides every other habitual experience and thought. And then we find ourselves, no matter what is taking place, no matter what our minds used to tell us what we should be concerned about and worried about. We can find ourselves giving our full and complete attention to where we are, at peace, calm, relaxed, and knowing that all is well and all will be taken care of. And it's not for us to worry about it, but to just enjoy the ride. Give me well It is not for us to worry about, but to just enjoy the ride, no matter the circumstances or situation, because there is joy. In that
0: regard, excuse me for interrupting, but in that regard, if you can, if you can keep your peace in the midst of chaos... Then you are going to begin to have an immense understanding of what peace is, because for most people it's it's an abstract concept. It's a word, and and uh, when you talk to people, it's like, well, it's, you're going to go to heaven and you're going to have gold and roads and you know wings and all of this glorious thing. And and they miss the idea of what peace itself is, and and is really encapsulated in the concept of detachment. But when you talk to people about being detached, what they don't—that also is an abstract idea. Well, what does that mean? Detachment is the core of acceptance. So it's allowing yourself to be both aware and unaware at the same time without losing your place, without losing your memory of your connection to God, of of the fact that God is right there with you. For the last several weeks, I've personally experienced that. And as I said a moment ago at the very beginning of the show, maybe about 20 minutes ago, I said, I'm I'm left wondering, should I be doing this program, aware and unaware? Because I've had such silly difficulties getting into the program. And, And so it left me, you know, and last week ultimately just no show, couldn't get in at all. This week having uh, the same kind of beginning, but then having someone step in and open the door. But she opened it so quickly that I didn't even have a chance to breathe deeply. So I was like, she said, call it, and she said, start talking, I can hear you. And it was like, wow, (laughs) you know, aware and unaware, detaching from some emotional judgment of the moment and saying, thank you, God, for everything just the way it is. What lessons are in this moment for me? And I think for most of us, we try to take off, bite off too much of the apple. In fact, maybe we try to cram the entire apple into our mouths. So we're putting this apple in our mouth, and so we're living this moment, but we're also living 50% of the moments that we've already lived, thinking how we should redo them, and then we're living the future and making plans about what we're going to do tomorrow. And in the midst of the past and the future, the present gets consumed and lost. But I can say to you, just as Brian has been describing to you, that right now, in this moment, is where your peace is waiting. God is right here with you. Whatever name you call God, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha, whatever. Buddha's not a God, but I know. I know, I know. You can call him, though, if you want to tell me. But, you know, whatever path you follow there is one common link to all of them and that is that god is right now and the glory of buddhism is it says no matter how much you watch the grass it will become green to me this story of of uh selecting the first uh buddhist leader for china is is very very and i don't mean i mean spiritual leader not political when they had all of the candidates lining up all oh, there was a long line of people who were wise and they would ask them questions and one young man bear like brian young so young and so aware comes into the room And, you know, you can hear the people around them not listening. Listen to Brian. He has good words. And this young man sits down on the floor, and they begin the questioning, because there have to be questions. Who should lead the Buddhist movement in China? And they said, Why did Buddhism come to China? And he said, Looking out the window, at this perfect, beautiful, fresh new tree that did not exist when Buddhism came to China because of the tree in the garden. And he was selected because he knew how to get into the moment and not look for the oldest tree in the garden, but that perfect, brand-new tree that had just now been planted. And so I suggest to you that peace is right now. It is in this second. And that God is with you right now. But so many times you miss the joy of uniting with God, of joining your breath with God, with God's breath because you don't stay in the now you aren't here you're plotting and planning and worrying and contriving and rationalizing justifying and judging I pulled three I love Neil Donald Wall's cards I've told you that multiple times I pulled three of them as Brian was talking, they are, you are in every moment, right now, the second deciding who you are. So who you were a minute ago is gone. You are writing the scripts of your life. And that's what Brian was telling you. You are writing the scripts. You are deciding how you're going to go through this moment. You. And I know a me that would have been fuming and cussing and arguing and upset rather than confused <laughs> by not being able to get into the show. And who would have immediately jumped to a conclusion instead of deciding to rest in the place of being aware and unaware at the same time. This is what this means, rather than, I need to let this unfold. The next card was, back to now, relationship, your relationship to all things was created as the perfect tool in the work of the soul. Wow. Brian said a moment ago, life is eternal. Life is everything. Life is all of the parts around us. And we are a part of all of the parts around us. And we have a relationship. We have a connection to all of the parts. So when we're judging anything as lacking, we are judging a part of ourself. And we're just stepping outside our peace. The final thing, final card was walk in awareness. And I, I'm going to pass the baton to Brian, but I want to say that on Friday and I don't know if I can encapsulate this, but I'm, I am finding such peace lately. I'm finding laughter, out loud laughter, belly laugh laughter, in odd places. Let me tell you one. Yesterday, I went shopping with my mother. We went to a shopping mall, something I don't do very often, and... As women do, we went into the restroom. Well, apparently when I exited the restroom, I must have decided to carry the toilet paper roll with me. So I walked through the entire mall with a white tail. (laughs) The funniest thing. And instead of saying, oh, my goodness, why didn't somebody tell me, I looked at my mom and I said what I had realized the day before. Because she's, you know, we're obviously throwing it away. And I said, you know, Mom, here's the deal. It's so funny. Because if I got upset about this and started thinking about, oh, my gosh, other people were making judgments of me for this silly mistake. I mean, I looked like I was trying to be a Playboy bunny or something very poorly. Uh, if, if I did, if I gave any negative attachment to that, Then in the process, while I was having them judge me, I was in essence judging them. And I was putting negativity and chaos in my life. So we decided to laugh. And it is funny. And it's still funny. So when I think I'm being judged... My inclination would be to judge those I think are judging me, and that creates this chaotic ball that keeps me out of the moment and the peace and beauty of the moment. Look around you. If you have a place where you can walk and take your phone and look or go past your computer and look out a window, look out the window. If it is dark where you live, look at the moon because there is a moon right now glistening on the landscape around you and know that that energy is God's energy and it's you. And if there is no moon and it's instead daylight, look at the sun glistening around you and know that that is God's energy and know that it is you. And how much time do you pass not being at peace in yourself because of circumstances over which you have no control until you are determined to worry them or manipulate or control them into being something different than they are instead of just saying, thank you, God, for everything just the way it is.
1: I want to focus in on this word detachment because it needs to be spoken about and understood very clearly for what it is initially when we hear this word detachment we think immediately that it basically means not to care to just go through life like a zombie, and having no feelings or emotions or concern or care or compassion for anyone. But that could not be further from the truth. The truth is actually that to be detached means to not take things personally. Now let me talk about this for a little bit. Let us say that you were just walking down the street, minding your own business, Laughing, like Mara spoke about, just for no reason, just because you're feeling joy within you, and somebody comes along and makes a comment like, "What are you laughing about, or some derogatory or just in a bad mood, and they direct it towards you, if you're in your peace, if you're detached from that situation, instead of looking at it and feeling this that personal hit like we all we've all felt it before when we feel like we're being attacked we close up a little bit, we get a little tight, we're like, oh no, what did I do? And we just feel on edge. But if we're not taking it personally, then we would actually think to ourselves immediately something along the lines of, wow, that person's having a really bad day. That's compassion. Immediately, you would have compassion for that person who just did that, towards you, but you didn't take it personally because you were detached from it. Another part of the detachment that we're speaking about, is where you basically have no agendas as to what should take place and when and where. So, for instance, I'll give you this scenario. Let us say that you're hanging out with your best friend or a few of your friends, and someone and everybody's hungry for lunch, and one person says to the whole group of you, where do you want to eat? And names two places to eat. And you say, I don't care. Either one is good. That's being detached from the outcome. You want food. That's going to happen. But where you're going to eat, that, you don't care. That's being detached because you don't have an agenda. But if you had an agenda and you said, I want to eat at this one place, and let's say there's five of you, and three of you want to eat at the other place, but you, you and someone else want to eat at your place, and you're like, no, no, it has to be my place, that's taking it personal. That's trying to be controlling That's trying to make something in particular happen, not going with the crowd, not going with the flow. That is being controlling, and that's not detached. So basically, detachment comes down to not taking things personal, not having an objective, and not saying it has to be my way or we're going to have some problems. Because once you're doing that, I guarantee you, you'll have some problems. You cannot strong arm the universe, if you will. If you want to stand, you, you, for one thing, you're part of the universe. You are one with the universe. So it's really impossible to strong on the universe because you can't strong on yourself. But from the ego frame of mind, which believes itself to be a separate entity that, that birthed itself, if you will, that made itself come into being this, when really it was God that did it all, when you're coming from the frame of mind that thinks that it's its own separate entity that can do as it pleases and make whatever it wants to happen happen, I guarantee you, you're in a losing battle and you will lose every step of the way and you will be upset because you keep losing and you'll think life is not fair because you keep losing but all you're doing is giving away or locking away, shutting yourself off from your peace, from the control that you actually have and the only thing that you can ever control it's how you're experiencing any experience that you're having. Let us get that very clear. That's the only control you actually have in life. You do not have control over others. You do not have control what would happen in your life. I guarantee you right now, and I would challenge or encourage each one of you listening to this, to do this, so you can see for yourself just what I'm talking about, to take down a pad and a pencil and to write out, from this moment forward, how you think your day is going to go, try to put it into a timetable. Try to say, at this time I'm going to do this, at this time I'm going to do this, and so on and so forth. Write it all down with as much detail as you can come as what you think is going to happen. And then see, then go throughout your day, at the end of the day today, before you go to bed, look back upon what you thought was going to happen and what did happen. And you'll see that the two are nowhere near to each other. They might be rather close, but really there's so many nuances and, and situations that came up that you could not have known, because you cannot know what the future holds for you. But what you can do is remain at peace, choose to go with the flow, and experience joy in each and every moment. And that's the only thing that you have control over. So why not give your full and complete attention to to remaining in the one place that you have control over and experiencing the thing that you want to experience in every moment, which is your peace. That's where our attention should be. We do that, and life will be fun and joyous and fulfilling. In every moment.
0: Absolutely. Beautifully said, Brian. Beautifully said. And, you know, folks, I believe, I used to say this probably when I first started talking about being a heightened sensor, and I was much older than Brian, when I was brave enough to admit that I was different. Not that everybody couldn't tell I was different already, but I was acting like they were, you know. No, you know, it was hidden, it was like the pink elephant in the room. And one of the things I would say to people uh, was, you know, before we all, Visually, because we as humans need to have visual human kinds of experiences that we can put in our mind and say, oh, okay, and, and they help as reminders. Because, frankly, I will be honest with you, I, I am completely dis, detached, not dis, but detached from um, what I am in my purest form. I know it's some sort of energy form, but I'm completely detached from how I look. But for mankind, because there is such a need to be, um, what word do I want to use? I think special. And you'll look at the Bibles, you know, the, the Jewish people are the chosen people. The people who are Islamic are the chosen people. Uh, the Christians believe that only they are going into heaven because they see Christ. And you have to believe Christ or be Jewish. Remember, Christianity is a sect of Judaism, so that's that exception for being Jewish. So it's like needing to be special. and And so as a consequence, we have ourselves created in God's image and we have God thinking like we think. And that's okay because that's what we are, are we are human. And we are as precious in God's mind and eyes and heart as any other being that may exist in the entire universe. So using a human experience, I would say to my friends, well, you know, the way I see it was One day I sat down with God, and I'm sitting there beside God, and I think you had the same meeting, okay, but it was about you and about this life for you. And this big videotape started playing, and, you know, and it showed me all of these strengths and weaknesses and chaos and, and, you know, tragedy and triumphs, and, and I looked at all of that, and, you know, it's all, and God said to me, now, do you think that if you take on this life, you can keep your eye on the ball? Now, according to doctrinology, keeping the eye on the ball is, is always making the right decision and living with inside a box and never allowing your mind to explore outside the box to the whole of life. But... I've come to believe that keeping my eye on the ball means remembering that no matter what choice I made up there or what choice was made around me, that I would keep my eye on remembering that sitting in this second, all I have to do is reach out my hand and that God loves me no matter what. And that The way I honor myself is to remember that in any given moment, as Don Miguel Reese says in the um, four agreements, maybe it's five agreements, I'm sorry, I'm looking here, looking at it, four agreements, I don't need to be right sometimes. I would prefer peace. And so I, I can give up the idea of, you know, I, sometimes it's like it doesn't matter would it matter if I was right in seven days and believe me being with older people you come to know that and you just want to let them be right because it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter and especially doesn't matter about stuff that's done and so at the end of the day if I were doing a self-assessment which praise God I've moved past I can think you know it wasn't a perfect day. I wasn't always moving in love. But hey, I think I batted seventy five percent today, or maybe even ninety percent or ninety five percent. So yeah, I'm keeping my eye on the ball. I'm remembering that God is here with me. I am blessed because I have because I am a heightened sixth sensor, I have never, ever, ever in my life thought that God stopped loving me. I've never in my life thought there was anything that I could do or not do that God would, would make God turn uh, his or her back on me. But I also have always felt what I have described in church circles, which was not well received, an intimate relationship with God. And that's what Brian and I are talking to you about. We're talking about right now in this moment detaching, letting go of the consequences, letting go of deciding that you have control over the consequences, and just reaching out and saying, okay, God, I know you're here with me. Thank you. And just relaxing in that. And I promise you, if you can do that, you will find yourself having belly laughs during times when most people would not be having belly laughs. Living a life of love. Making loving decisions first for yourself. Am I willing, as Don Miguel said, to sacrifice my peace for this? And then, when you do sacrifice your peace, Remembering where you left it and learning from that. And it's a slow process. And that's why I have such admiration for Brian. It's a slow process. And for one so young to be coming out and talking about his heightened six senses and the knowledge that he has and sharing it is a blessing. Because believe me, I remember being around Brian's age. I think, what are you, Brian, around 30?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm 32. 32. I remember being that age. It was not the age where it was your uh, peer pressure encouraged you to be forthcoming about your religiosity. Was it, Brian? (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) No. No. And yet Brian's like all of it, folks. He does the baseball, the camping, the hiking. He has, a, has a, a family, has a woman he loves. He has all of the parts in his life. And I'm sure he has friends when they're going to watch the baseball game uh, at the A-Stadium, I think that's still down there, that they don't, you know, they're not talking about uh, spirituality. But he, he's not hiding it either. And what happens is people may roll their eyes or, as my kids say, oh, no, Mom's having a woo-woo moment. But bottom line is people respect the fact those who are willing to be guided by their hearts and by love, who are not going to come up with a snap answer that has judgment in it. I mean, they stand out in your mind. They snap to attention when someone says something. And they may get teased, and they may get other things, but bottom line, for me, they're memorable moments. Brian, we have about 14 minutes left. This has been a wonderful show. And, yes, I will be back next Sunday. Uh, and hopefully um, my parent circumstance will permit that. Uh, that's the only thing that's been largely interfering lately is just um, just my dad being in this rehab center. Uh, we don't call it anything other than that because that implies all the hope that we have for him being there. And my dad had a setback this week. So um, we are all moving forward in peace growing together, and I am really learning what's important. And I can say to all of you that the lessons I'm learning in dealing with potential loss are lessons I'm translating into my workplace. Nothing seems as important there as all of us working together, letting go of judgments, laughing at the mishaps, and Brian, we have 12 minutes now. If you would like to, uh, I'm going to give you a, a short one. I'll give you heaven and earth spirits. If you could take us out in, in a short meditation, I would appreciate it. And that will leave us about a few minutes to say goodbye uh, to all of our friends who are listening. And Brian, thank you so much for being here.
1: It's my pleasure, Mara. And thank you for having me as always. It's always, always a pleasure.
0: For me, too. I grow from every show. Here we go. Heaven and Earth spirits.
1: So let us now all go into the place where we take out the personal aspect, the individual aspect and we join with the greater experience. We come together in unison, connecting and recognizing one another for who we really are. We recognize one another as equals as brothers and sisters, each one. We move from the small aspect to the larger experience. Join me now in this space and see that you have friends, that you have family, everywhere, in every moment. Each one is just like you. Each one can help you to move forward in your journey. But if you close yourself off, you will push them away, hold them at bay, and stay in a place a feeling that you're all alone, so join me now in leaving that lonely place behind and choosing instead to come to the place where you know that you are not alone, could never be alone, and will never be alone again. Join me now in closing your eyes and breathing slowly and deeply. Allowing yourself in this moment now to relax, to let go of all stress, all strain, and all worry within your mind and body, take this time now to be aware of your thoughts, to recognize that you have the capacity and ability to look at your thoughts and recognize the thoughts that you are having. And because you are able to look at your thoughts and to recognize them for what they are, you can already recognize that you are detached from them because you have control over them, because you can recognize them for what they are. And then from there, you give your thoughts power, By believing in them. Therefore, by choosing them. And whatever you choose, you make manifests in your world. So when the thought comes across your mind, remember that thoughts are separate from your mind. But your mind is the decoder or the thing that is able to recognize thoughts. And remember that you are mine. So you are able to recognize thoughts. You are able to choose which thoughts you give power and make manifest in your world. So just noticing that you can notice yourself separates you from the thought itself and brings you back to the fundamental nature of who you really are. You are the space from which everything is experienced, but you are not one experience itself. Therefore, you are the place from where peace resides, flows out, and is experienced, and nothing outside you has peace within it, meaning no situation or circumstance contains peace, but you are the placeholder for peace, at all times. Recognize Jesus. Recognize that whenever a situation happens where you find yourself experiencing joy because you have said that all is well, the moment that you allowed yourself to experience joy because you said all is well, if the experience happens to be one that many others would say, that you should be experiencing joy because all is well. That does not matter. It's only because you have declared it. For instance, let us say that you are short on money and you win the lottery and experience much joy from that. You would most likely declare that all is well. But you are the one who put conditions on your joy on when you decided all was well. But at the same time, you could have imposed power and declared that even when you were short on money, all was well, and you could have had your peace and joy then. So I ask you, why delay your peace? Why make your peace conditional? And then for experience very, very sporadically. Why not instead make your peace unconditional and give peace an equal opportunity to be experienced in every moment. By doing these words and beginning to recognize once you get the power that you have, in your life experience your life in any way that you wish, achieve and choosing wisely and consciously to choose the peace now which will expand and bring about physical practical experience Show you that peace is what you have chosen. so many of us say when our life shows a particular thing, like when our life shows abundance, then we know we are in abundance. but I tell you exactly opposite. when you know abundance within you, then life will show you the abundance in every experience you have. When you choose for your peace first, regardless of the situations and circumstances, then the situations and circumstances that others would declare prove that you should be peaceful will come to you. But it is started it is chosen, it begins from the inside. And then it is made manifest outside so in choosing for your peace now regardless of any situation or circumstance you will find peaceful experiences peaceful people coming in to show you what you have chosen because that is how it works And once we know how it works, we can choose to join with it, consciously. Hear my words well. Once we know how it works, we can choose to join with it. Not to control it. Not to make it happen the way we want it to happen. Not to impose our will upon it rather to choose to join with it because you right now are already perfect whole and complete and nothing is done to you but rather everything is done through you what are you choosing to make manifest in your world and therefore what are you experiencing in your world choose now that peace will be the only thing that comes to you. And then you will find that peace is the only thing that can come to you. Hear these words well. As far quoted so perfectly from Miguel Ruiz. Is this worth sacrificing my peace over? I tell you no. No situation ever is. Hear those words well. Write those words down. Paste them everywhere you can think of. Who cares what others think? Paste it everywhere. So that you can continually remind yourself. Is this worth losing my peace over.
0: namaste brian thank you so much please friends relax in god's protective embrace i'm reading what my spirits inspire me to write and just be without exerting effort to change what is and allow what is to move forward because it's the next best thing for you peace be with you now and always namaste
1: namaste be at peace
0: Thank you, Brian. I'll see you next week. Hello, can you hear me? No. Hello? Uh Could you send me my email, the phone number I'm supposed to call, please, on my email, because I didn't get a chance to write it down during the show. And I know this is getting tape-recorded, so I'm going to go ahead and end the show now. And peace be with you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye-bye.